With the December holidays approaching fast, crime incidents are on the increase. Are you ready to protect yourself and your family? Hi, I'm Riyaz Safi and this is Thinking Out Loud. And I ask the question that you've been thinking about but often don't end up asking. Please show some love by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode when it's posted. And if you like this episode, please feel free to share as this will help us grow. Today I chat with martial arts coach and second generation student of Bruce Lee's Jet Kundo in South Africa. Hi Mr. Salim Badat, good to have you on Thinking Out Loud. Thank you for having me on brother. Thank you so much. Now Salim, let's start off for the people that don't know about Salim Badat. Who is Salim Badat? Okay, so so I'm 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 a martial arts instructor. I'm a I'm a life coach martial arts instructor slash martial arts instructor and uh, yeah so I've been teaching martial arts for about 30 years now you know my journey um, basically you know uh, my search for combative functionality began some began some about began about 20 25 years ago and my background Riaz, is in a variety of martial arts you know with my speciality and expertise being in Bruce Lee's Jeet Kundo you know uh, the system that bruce lee uh, created i am the only second generation student of bruce lee in south africa under a man by the name of richard bastello yes. richard bastello was an original yeah richard bastello was an original student of bruce lee mm-hmm. and he was and he was based in los angeles you know california and richard actually passed away a few years ago my mentor my main teacher so i have a few teachers you know but this is my main teacher my mentor um so you know, so I'm the only second generation student uh, under Richard Bastillo. And then I'm a Wing Chun instructor, a close range combat fighting system, a system called Wing Chun. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the WSL uh, lineage of Wing Chun. WSL, basically, basically, it's an acronym for Wong Chun Liang. Wong Chun Liang was a guy that, uh, a senior student of Bruce Lee in Hong Kong. Um, so that's a, we'll, we'll get to that, you know, and 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 I'm also a, a Filipino martial arts instructor. Uh, I teach the combative uh, weapon systems of the Philippines. It sounds like you have a lot of passion when it comes to the martial arts. Where does that passion come from? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think it's from from the creator, really. And it's like asking an artist, uh, why do you do what you do? You know, I think it's just something that he has placed inside of me. And I was very fortunate, very fortunate to have my father, who was a very uh, broad-minded man. And, you know, traditionally, you know, in our homes, an Indian home, a Muslim home, parents would, if you have passion like this, they would kind of direct it towards more, uh, towards, uh, you know, more, uh, uh, what's the word? They would direct you either to an accountant. To study, to becoming a doctor, yes, Correct, correct, correct. So, when my dad, but my father was very open-minded, and he was very broad, and he was very encouraging, you know. So, yeah. So, it's something that's placed inside of us. I, I don't know. I, I've got no other answer for you. But the passion, you, you know, it resides inside of you, and I'm very fortunate to express it, to be given the opportunity from a young age to always express myself, to truly express myself, as Bruce Lee would say, to actualize oneself is one of the greatest. One of the greatest things in, in in life, you know, and if you can confidently and if you can actualize your meaning and your purpose in this world, it's a beautiful thing, brother. So basically, as we were speaking earlier, um, you said that um, your parents were very supportive. 
And I mean, that's quite uh, different when, you, when it comes to, um, to Indian people and uh, with today children following in the field of arts or creative field. Um, how, how are you with your children today? Are, are you just as open-minded or, um, or are you also telling them maybe you should do the, an alternative career? You know, that's an interesting question and I tell you why. Uh, yes. I would like to think I'm as open-minded as my dad. I would like to think that. But the thing is, you know, my son, uh, my youngest son, Torik. Mm. So Torik wanted to, he wanted to uh, pursue a career in so- professional soccer. Mm. So, uh, so the thing is, he played as a young boy. He played uh, for Amazulu in, in in Durban. Amazulu is like the Kaiser Chiefs of KZN, right? If you follow soccer, so he played for yeah. So he played for Amazulu. Then he played for Royal Eagles. Then he went to Ajax Cape Town. Then he he went to Spain. I'm uh, sorry, Portugal twice. Sporting Lisbon, where where you know, and he went for trials. He was called for trials there. And the idea was to set him up, you know, because he wanted to play professional soccer. And he's a young, he's still young, he's 20 years old now. So the idea was to, you know, to get him into professional soccer. But, you know, unfortunately with the COVID, uh, you know, with the COVID situation, he had to come back. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, you would see, uh, I think, I think our Muslim parents, Indian parents wouldn't really encourage a boy to, you know, to pursue this. But this was his passion and he was very good at it. You know, but but now he's you know obviously with with the lockdowns and all of that, the plan B is to go to university and do a degree. Now, unfortunately, it seems as though that uh, the dream has is closing quickly. You know, so but I was encouraging him to uh, towards that, and I have four kids, brother Riaz, and I encourage them to follow their heart. Honestly, that is the idea. Rosie, as you said, comes from Allah Taala, and whatever was meant for you will come to you. But as long as you follow your passion, everything else falls into place. And that's what I believe. Certainly. Yeah. Now, now tell us a bit about your passion for Bruce Lee. I mean, I remember him from the movies. Of course, it was a bit before our time. But, I mean, we've watched his movies and um, we've enjoyed them. And obviously all the action, sure. etc. When did you uh, start following Bruce Lee and taking interest as a child to say, hey, that's absolutely amazing. That's something I'd like to really, really do. All right. To be uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure we also enter the dragon, all his movies, Way of the Dragon, and all of that. And I wasn't over. I wasn't over. I mean, I was a fan, you know, and, and like a normal fan of Bruce Lee. Nothing more than that. To be mm. honest with you, you know. So it, it it wasn't his movies that attracted me to his to his system or teaching. It wasn't. It was more the writings of Bruce Lee's writings because he wrote the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, you know. So Bruce Lee is not only a he's not only a martial artist, he's not only an actor, but he's also a philosopher, you know. Uh, and and he's very much a so his philosophy of Jeet Kune Do, Jeet Kune Do basically means the intercepting fist. We are the intercepting fist. So I was exposed. I was actually exposed to Bruce Lee at university uh, when I was at campus as, as a friend of mine. Uh, but before that, I was already doing some uh, boxing. I was already boxing with a guy called Derek Jacklin. So I was doing boxing. I had an amateur amateur kind of boxing going on there. So at university, this guy knew, uh, you know, he knew I was into boxing. So he so he gave me a book called The Tower of Jeet Kune Do. And when I started reading this book, then I realized, hey, hang on, this guy, Bruce Lee, wow, he's got something to offer. And, and, and his was a philosophy. And I tell you what attracted me to Bruce Lee. He took a non, and this is what we do as well. He took a non-traditional approach towards martial arts training. 
focusing more on the individual and less on the style in which they study. Now, he took students, uh, Brother Riaz, as individuals because they are different in size, physical ability, interest levels, and goals. Now, this process enables them to absorb what which is most practical and useful for them. So that philosophy of absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and, and, and add specifically your own was a beautiful uh, non-traditional approach towards traditional. So if you've done traditional martial arts, you'll understand how this is very different. I mean, we all started off with karate. I, I did karate and taking nothing away from these martial arts because they're all good. They all have their purpose. It yeah. wasn't for me, but I'm sure they all have their purpose and I know they have. But this was very different to, to, to a, uh, like a cookie cutter biscuit. Everybody has to fit, uh, fit into this mold as such. So we were all different. We all had our own. So, so Bruce Lee recognized that. And that is how I teach. You know, I've been teaching for a long time. Alhamdulillah. So I've been teaching for a long time. But if you see my students, you'd swear that, have, that each one would have uh, uh, different instructors. You wouldn't, you'd say, hey, hang on. Why does this guy who's very good move like this? And why is his speciality maybe clinching, grappling? Or this guy's speciality, his strikes are so good, you can see. Or this guy is a weapon specialist. And they all come from Salim Badat. Because what I've actually done, Riaz, I've taken, I'm like a tailor. I, 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 I cut a suit according to you, to your needs. And that is what I, you know, and that is what I was taught by my teacher, Richard Bastillo, you know, Bruce Lee's original student. Mm-hmm. By the way, Richard Bastillo um, uh, was, the, was the official uh, tactical instructor for the LAPD, Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, he was the tactical instructor for the uh, SWAT team in, in LA. Uh, the tactical instructor for the FBI. So he's like, you know, it's like the who's, who's who of uh, martial arts. Now, now, how yeah. did you actually learn from him? Did you actually go for some classes? Was it online? Okay. I'm quite interested in, in, in okay. how you, you actually learned this. this okay, so, so, so I'm going to speak of, I'm going to speak of Jit Kundo, then I'm going to speak of the other two systems that I teach as well. But yes. we speak of Jit Kundo and Bruce Lee, right? So, so what happened with Bruce Lee was, when I contacted Bruce Lee, I already had a big school going on because I was teaching Wing Chun. I was teaching FMA, you know. So when I spoke to him and I said, you know, Sifu, I like uh, Jit Kune Do and I know Bruce Lee's base art, base system was a system called Wing Chun. And I studied uh, Wing Chun in Hong Kong before meeting Bastillo. I studied uh, uh, Wing Chun with Bruce Lee's teacher, Ip Man, in Hong Kong, his two children, Ip Chun, Ip Ching and their leading representative, a man called Samuel Kwok. This was in 96, 95, 96. So, so I studied with them. I've traveled to Foshan, mainland China. I've been to Hong Kong. I've been to Kwok's place in, 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 in the UK. I brought him down for seminars. So I already had a background of Bruce Lee's mother art, so, so to speak, his root, yes. which was Wing Chun. So when I spoke to Bastilo, he says, Salim, you have half of Jit Kondo already. But I'm going to come and show you the other half of what Bruce Lee developed. But before you do that, I want you to do two things with, for me when, when I meet you. I want you to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, grappling, and I want you to do boxing. So I mentioned to him, look, yeah, I've already done boxing. He says, no, sharpen your boxing, sharpen it a bit more. When I meet you, I want at least two to three years of grappling under your belt. So... I trained with a man called Michael Atkinson, who was actually the 
pioneer of BJJ in South Africa, not only yeah. in, in, in Durban, but in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So I've traveled with him to Brazil. We've trained under Hicks and Gracie's Black Belt, Luis Claudio, and basically three years of, 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 not three years, about two and a half years of BJJ already under my belt. Then when Bastilo came, he said, right, now Salim, you have all the components. I'm going to, sh- you have all the components that I need to teach you. All I'm going to do is now teach you how to connect the systems. I'm not teaching you the systems because you have it under you. You have Bruce Lee's core uh, Wing Chun, but you have most of everything else under you. So what he did was he thought me, so I brought him down for a massive seminar, Alhamdulillah, and it was a very, very big event. BBC actually covered it. Uh, BBC contacted me. And when they found out that Bastillo is actually coming down. And uh, so besides teaching the seminar, so I spent a lot of private time with him. And uh, all he did was, you know, boxing. So basically, Bruce Lee's, Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do was to fight in all ranges. Long range, he'll use Filipino sticks, machetes, blades. Uh, uh, medium range, we, uh, to, uh, no, yeah, long range. That then we and then we have kicking. Then we have the then we have the medium range of striking. We have the close range of clinching, and then we have the close range of grappling. So it's very much like an MMA kind of situation. But there's weaponry. There's weaponry involved all in in all of this. Okay. So he just showed me connect it. I'll show you how to connect the lines. I'll show you how to connect the lines. Mm-hmm. And that is what he taught me. And this is what I teach my students how to connect it and how to grow from it. I am not a crutch. I should never, an instructor should never be a crutch to students that without my teacher, how do I grow? I give you the seeds on how to grow. So I give you the recipe, I give you the ingredients, I, but then I teach you how to develop it. And this is what was thought to me in the JKD uh, uh, module. And this is what I teach my students. So t- uh, learning never ends, brother Riaz. It continues forever and ever. And of you don't course. need to be in front of so you. So it's like this. Bastille will say, okay, Salim, I want you to slip this punch. When you slip with this punch, give me a, give me a, a, a cross and come back with a hook. Those are my instructions to you. So I'd slap, I'd give a cross, I'd give a hook. Then he says, now your, 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 your third technique is your own. Okay, let me see now. I give a cross, I give a hook. Oh, it feels good to give a knee because already my knee is chambered. Or to, or to spring in an elbow, or to do a takedown. These, the, those th- third, fourth, fifth are all your techniques coming out of mind. And that is how I teach to grow as a martial artist. Wow. So, uh, you know, yeah, alhamdulillah. And then, and then what he did was, Bastillo uh, inducted me, uh, so first he, he nominated me as Jit Kundo journalist, because I've got three ebooks, brother Riaz, uh, three ebooks that I've that I, that I have called Masters of Combat. I've interviewed 50 Filipino martial arts masters in the Philippines. Majority are in the Philippines, some are in the US, right? But majority are in the Philippines. I've, I, I've, I've documented their systems, their styles, their uniqueness, their background and all of that. And what he did was he, uh, on July 30th, 2010, in Nashville, Tennessee, USA, I was inducted into the United States Martial Arts Hall of Fame for outstanding Jeet Kune Do journalists by the International Martial Arts Council and for being the editor, uh, Riaz, of the online martial arts magazine, Masters of Combat. So it is a very big privilege. I couldn't make it. So he went on my behalf, Richard Bastillo, and he received the medal for me. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is also... Uh, wow. And, um, yeah. So, 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 and Linda Lee, Bruce Lee's wife, uh, gave, Bruce, uh, gave Jeet, uh, Richard 
my teacher Richard Bastello gave him gave her gave him a medal to present to me for bringing Jit Kundu to the shores of uh, of South Africa. So that's the JKD story. Wow, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's quite an amazing journey from Hong Kong to Brazil and the world over, oh, and right here in South Africa as well, where you've been busy teaching this. What are some of the lessons as a teacher? that that you've that you've learned and that you'd like to share that are inspirational maybe something that happened with one of your students and you said wow that's inspirational and i'd like to share it with people just to inspire them uh, possibly someone that came to you and wasn't good at this and uh, maybe didn't have a good self-confidence as an example and you worked on them to a level where you today can share that story and say wow this is what this discipline has taught that person. You know, you know. I think you just answered your question because <laughs> really, uh, you know, uh, one of the well, you know, the benefits of martial arts are numerous, right? But if I just speak of confidence, I see kids coming to me. I have a kiddies class. You know, I see kids coming to me. Parents saying, "Salim, my child lacks self-esteem. My child is being bullied, and he lacks self-esteem." And you see in the body posture of this child, and this is the self-esteem that they lack. And, and basically, you know, you just start a martial arts program with me and automatically parents observe it that, hey, hang on. Uh, you know, I see that even his body language is, I personally as a teacher also observe his body language changing because he's getting real confidence. There's a lot of fake confidence because you, if you can learn how to defend yourself, Brother Riaz, and if you know in your heart that, you know what, I can defend myself if I need to, that is so, so empowering. That is more empowering than any motivational speech I can give you because this is so tangible, something that is, can be measured, something that is so true, something that, um, that, uh, that resonates with you, your spirit. That You know what? If anything happens, I know I can defend myself. I can defend my family. I can defend my life. And this is so important. So I see this with not only children. I see this with so many stories I have of adults. Uh, here, here, here I have an accountant, never been in a scrap his entire life, yes. never ever been in a scrap, very cocoon. I'm just giving an example of one accountant, but I've got so many professional people like this. And good, they are they are never been in a scrap is actually a good thing, right? Because because we are law-abiding citizens, we are decent human beings. But you know the thing is, of course. But the thing is, you never know your potential, what you're capable of. You always assume what you could do or you can't do, and that is why through martial arts training you find out your limitations very quickly, but you also find out your strengths. And that self-discovery or the journey within yourself is so empowering and amazing. So I see this constantly with everybody that I teach, everyone that I teach, you know? Um, yeah, so, so, you know, even with teenagers, you know, parents come, with, come to me and this is the advice. Can I tell you what the advice, and I, and I tell and this is my advice to teenagers who are listening to this podcast. Please do. Actually. Remember teenagers, cell phones, yeah, you know, cell phones and computers, I know they're all great gadgets, wonders of modern technology. Yet if unrestrained, it will bind us to a virtual life as it robs us from the real one. And that's, you know, and I see it all the time. All the time. And also, you know, to parents, Brother Riaz, my advice always to them is be mindful of what your children read and watch. Be mindful. How many of us are mindful of what our children are watching, what they're reading? Because pollution of the mind is a critical step towards decadence. And, you know, and you can see it, you know, and that is why martial arts training, it, 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 
it, it helps you focus. It keeps you busy. When we grew up, I'm telling you, when I grew up in Petritif, a little farm, little dorp in the Eastern Transvaal, I grew up there. I remember during the holidays, we'd go out in the morning, early in the morning, and we'd come back. Now we know Maghrib time, you must be home before Maghrib because mom is waiting for you, dad is waiting for you. But we'd come back with dust on us, our bicycles would be dirty and we'd go into the shower, but we've already climbed trees and we've played cricket and we've had a few fights and we just live like that. <laughs> Enjoy life. Think yeah. about it. Of course. Absolutely. You know, and, and the day was so long, so long the day was, if you, you know, but our kids now, they are, they are, they are trapped. They are trapped in this virtual life. They don't have that that opportunity for 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 doing the things that we did also you know you can't blame them also because of safety and security now you know you ride a bicycle around the block now it's a, it's, it's it's an issue and a worry yeah so that is why it is, that is why it is good that once a week at least the kids come to me on a saturday and they train and they get to train and they get to interact with other kids you know and they get to interact they get to train they get to move their limbs they get to move their arms and it's very good very very good brother now you've made so many important points there from being an ad for adults as well as kids, of course. Uh, focus. We, we I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago about distraction and how we totally distracted. We lack focus. People are meditating. People are reading books. People are going on holidays. People are switching off their cell phones. So it's almost like everyone's in search of something. Uh, to fulfill that need and that happiness within them, that there's a void in most people. And, I've, uh, and I think obviously with COVID and mental health and all those issues that go with it, we're just at a stage where a lot of us are just a bit unsure of what exactly makes us happy and how to focus, because I must be honest with you, um, and it, it applies to us adults as well. I mean, we today are so hooked onto our cell phones and social media and you want to do a better video than your last video and and it's never ending. It's like a pit you're going to and at the end of the day, it gets deeper and deeper. And I'm absolutely um, grateful to you for bringing up the fact that, you know what, as parents, we should, we should watch our kids. We should see what they're doing, what they in terms of what books they're reading, what movies they're watching, cartoons, whatever it might be. Because at the end of the day, uh, what you put in your mind is what you're going to get out. And, and that's an amazing point that I just wanted to reiterate and bring it all together. In terms of the classes that you are offering, um, are these classes online or are they the, um, are, are they done in person or uh, how are you working? Tell us a bit more about your system and how are you trying to spread your wings across uh, the country uh, as such? Okay, so 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 basically, um, I teach I teach at my academy, right? Yes. But obviously, with COVID now, a lot of people are very very uh, um, skeptical and yeah, skeptical about training. So mm -hmm. what I've done is now this is, you know, I've, I've started and I see a lot of my contemporaries, guys in the States, people under Richard Bastillo and a lot of other guys are teaching via Zoom now. So there's a lot of Zoom classes that are going on. So I have like an online training uh, system that I've set up now. And this is also good because a lot of people who can't reach me can come, can, can connect with me via online. And that's, that's very good. So I have an online program that I'm starting with them, uh, Zoom, Zoom classes. 
Uh, and then, you know, the idea is also to, to, um, to do workshops, to do workshops in, in Johannesburg, to do workshops in Cape Town, to do workshops all, all over the country, and to spread one system in particular. So, so the system that I want to spread is the Filipino martial arts. And you might ask me, Salim, why do you want to spread the Filipino martial arts in particular? There we go. You're thinking about Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. So, so the Filipino martial arts is, uh, is a system that is geared to teach you very quickly. But first of all, it encompasses weaponry and empty hands. In the weaponry uh, uh, section, it covers uh, impact weapons. That's a stick and uh, edged weapon. That's either machete, bolo, or a knife. It covers that, and the empty hand, it covers your, your basic striking, grappling, all of that. So it's a comprehensive uh, system. But why FMA? Because it's very quickly to learn it. It's mm -hmm. very, very quickly to learn it and to retain it. And it's also the way that I teach it. So the modules that I teach it and the way I, I present it, it's very quickly for you to adapt it and learn it. And this is the system, uh, brother, you know, uh, Richard Bastillo? Yes. But not only him, a lot of FMA guys throughout the world teach the special special forces and special units. Now, if you remember the the I mean, you know, in you know the riots, right? When the riots happened in Durban, yes. it was very bad. It was so bad. It was so bad in Durban. So the thing is, a lot of people connected with me and said, Salim, teach us something. But obviously, uh, I always say your first weapon of choice is, is, is a firearm. Uh, you know, and so many people didn't have it. So I said, okay, I'm going to teach you all the machete. I'm going to teach you all an edged weapon. And the reason I chose a machete, an edged weapon, is because um, you don't need a lot of strength to create impact because it's, 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 a, it's an edged weapon. It's a, it's a blade. So a lot of women came to me from, I had seminars in Port Shepstone, in Peter Maritzburg, in Durban, different areas of Durban. So I had compressed workshops for them. And I said, right, guys. That's, so a compressed means a two-hour workshop I had for them on basic mechanics of footwork. Footwork is your foundation. How to move out of the attack and how to hit the hand. And so the so the so the the, the philosophy of of the Filipino martial arts is to defang the snake. To take the snake once you defang, you take the fangs out of a snake. It's harmless. What is the fangs of a human being? His hands. So you defang it. You take out the hand. And then you go for the head. So I started teaching a lot of this. And Alhamdulillah, so many of them learned it quickly. They bought the machetes from me. Some said, Salim, can you teach us? Maybe uh, I'm not very comfortable. I'm, a, I'm, I'm threatened by the machete. Maybe the same movements. Can you teach me to use an impact weapon? Of course, it's the same movement. It's universal movements. So a lot of them started using the sticks instead of the machete. It's their choice. And then quickly, I got them up to speed. So I got that. I got that out of the way. Then a lot of them said, Salim, how do we defend against a blade? A lot of the guys will have blades. How do we do it? So I teach you blade defense. Then I teach you counter-attacking using a knife. Anybody can carry a knife. How do you use it? Again, footwork from there, universal movements. So I started teaching the blade. I started teaching the machete. I started teaching the impact weapon. Do you know? So all of that is the first, because if you look at the riot, the last resort is hand-to-hand. -hand. Why using hand-to-hand? -hand? It's because either the gun was not available or weapon uh, of an equalizer. Because a weapon is an equalizer. It's an equalizer against a stronger man. It's an equalizer against multiple uh, people. It's, an e it's a great equalizer for a woman. A woman, is, a woman is generally weaker than a man physically. 
So, so put you put a blade in her hand, you put an impact or even an impact weapon, a stick, and if she keeps it while she's in the kitchen or she's traveling or she's got it in her in her an expandable baiting that you when you click when you flick it, it opens up so it can be stored in, in her car, in her at her workplace, wherever she is. So I teach all of that, you know. So and then I teach all these different types of modules. So the idea is to go out there to do workshops for men, to do workshops for women, to do some basic works and and all of that also self-defense workshops. So I used to also teach um gender specific anti-rape anti-rape techniques in two hours i must be able to teach you at the you know that if if this happens if you are in this situation these are some of the options that you have so these are the things that i teach i teach anti-hijacking what happens if somebody's at the robot what happens there and even my anti-hijacking my anti-hijacking workshops and all these self-defense workshops people ask me what is the what is the base of your of uh, what does everything stand on yeah, I spoke about weaponry, I spoke about anti-hijack, but what does everything stand on? And I always tell them, your self-protection game plan, because we have a game plan, you must have a game plan. The criminal out there, brother, has a game plan. So what is our game plan? The bedrock of your game plan is awareness. A guy called Jeff Cooper developed a color coding system during the Second World War, because they always thought that... Um, uh, the Germans going to the Germans were going to invade England, and uh, the the government, the British government, told Jeff Cooper and and uh, Fairburn, 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 told Fairburn, uh, you know what, guys, develop a system quickly and uh, equip the populace of Britain. So he developed something called combatives, but but he developed the soft skills part of it, and that's what I teach. And the, everything lies on the bedrock of awareness. So what Jeff Cooper said. There's three color coding systems, white, um, yellow, orange, sorry, four, white, yellow, orange, and red. White mm -hmm. is victim state. Victim state is, here I am, I park, I park, um, I stop at the robot. My window is open. I'm on the cell phone. I'm, I'm unaware of my surroundings. So I'm at, a, I'm at a victim state. How often do we hear people say, you know what, Riaz, I didn't see where he came from. He came out of nowhere. Brother, he didn't come out of nowhere. He was there. He's not a ghost. He's there. You didn't see him because you were unaware. You were in a victim state. So yes. I teach these different states and not to be in it. Code yellow is code yellow is this. I'm aware. I'm walking down. I'm walking down a road, and here I see a group of people, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should cross over because I'm not too sure about that group. The mere fact that I notice them. It's a relaxed state of awareness, a relaxed state. That is color code yellow. This is the color code you should always be at. When I cross the road to avoid them, I notice they cross the road too. I mean, now code orange is that, you know what? I need to make a plan now. I need to either fight or flight. I need to make an exit through here because there's potential. It's not guaranteed, but there's potential danger coming up. Code red is just fight or freeze. And the idea is to fight. That is the idea. Freeze is like, like a deer in front of headlights. But a lot of times a victim is from white to red. I didn't see it. It happened, it happened all over. It, I, I'm not sure where he came from. So the thing is, I teach you this color coding systems. There's drills that I go through. This is your bedrock. Your main weapon as well is your brain. It's common sense. Is to know what to avoid, what not to avoid, to... To you know, you know all of that. So these are all the these are the soft skills, so to speak, before I put on the hard skills of weapons or empty hands. So it's built on on awareness and, and common sense, brother.
Certainly, you've mentioned a lot there and, and some interesting things about the awareness. And, and I think, especially in the South African context, we're heading towards December. And of course, with the high unemployment rates and with COVID and job losses, etc., yeah. uh, the, the crime's been on the rise in many of the areas around South Africa. And of course, rape uh, is a big issue in South Africa as well. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and 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 it's amazing how by doing this uh, type of martial arts you can cover so many of those aspects. I'm going to ask you now, um, as as we end off, where can people connect with you and find out more about your classes in terms of an online, um, perhaps a website or a social media handle that you'd like to share with us? Wonderful. So, so my website is combatives, combatives.co.za. On my website, you get all information of what I teach. You know, I didn't cover Wing Chun. Can I? Do I have two minutes to cover Wing yeah, Chun? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So, so Wing Chun. So Wing Chun. I teach a, a certain brand of Wing Chun. WSL Wing Chun. WSL is the name of a guy called Wong Chun Ling. Wong Chun Ling was a was a senior kung fu brother of of, of Bruce Lee. Um, and a senior student of Bruce Lee's teacher, Ipman. Wong Shun Leung was the guy that Bruce Lee would call as the best street fighter he ever met. In fact, Wong Shun Leung was known as Combat Hands Wong. So my, my teacher is ma- uh, a, a man by the name of David Peterson, whom I'm very honored to be uh, associated with. David Peterson, so I moved away from Samuel Kwok. So Samuel Kwok was back in the day, but uh, David Peterson took a very scientific approach via his teacher, Wong Shun Leung, and a very combative approach. So Wing Chun is a close-range combat system. It's brilliantly designed to utilize attack and skeletal alignment to cut short the attack. And how it does it, brother, by if, by efficient, but we close one opponent's violent advance with our own. So we don't block, we attack his attack. And training methods emphasize simplicity, directness, and efficiency. And unique to this Wing Chun system is a drill called Chi Sao, sticking hands. Now, Chi Sao is not fighting. But it's, it's a simulator that remaps the neural system into attacking instinctively along the clothesline. So, you know, so if you want to, so, so, so this is what I teach. And so it bypasses the brain and it's, and it's the spinal cord reflex. So, you know, you know, you know, there's a saying that if you have to think about something, it's too late, especially in a fight. WSL Wing Chun allows you to react spontaneously through this, through this Chi Sao. So I, I you know, if you watch Kung Fu movies, Brother Riaz, you've seen this wooden dummy, right? You remember Jackie Chan and all these guys who work around the wooden dummy? That's actually a Wing Chun tool. That's a Wing Chun tool. So uh, so this is a system that I teach, you know. <laughs> but this is very much in my academy. But what, I, what I'm propagating throughout the country now is the, the FMA, Filipino Martial Arts. So my website is combatives.co.za. So inshallah, next month I'm planning a big seminar, inshallah, in, in, in Johannesburg. Um, so those who wish to connect with me, you know, can contact me via my blog. My contact details are there, inshallah. Thank you so much, Salim Bilal, for that most inspirational talk. Uh, and uh, yes, we absolutely uh, think we've learned so much from this. Uh, martial arts is something that will teach you a lot about yourself. Uh, and uh, focus is one of the things that we're all looking for, a positive mindset. It will help you improve yourself for esteem as well. So do check it out. And until our next episode, uh, thank you for listening to Thinking Out Loud. Thank you so much, Salim Pita. Thank you, brother. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum, Thank you so much for listening to Thinking Out Loud. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and share with a friend. Till the next episode, bye for now. Thank you.